This is episode 38 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gellner. Women are being called to live with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each month, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my extraordinary women friends. Where is this month going? We are almost through the month of January. I can't believe it. Last night, I held my first Extraordinary Women Connect event of the year. It's an event that I've held for five years in a row, and it's an event that I host three times a year. This event is all about connecting great women to great women, and we had a whole room full of extraordinary women who are standing in the purpose and out making a difference in the world. It was so inspiring. And they were connecting in meaningful conversations and meaningful stories. They weren't just touching on the surface level conversations. They were actually really going deep. They were tuning into each other and hearing each other in real life stories. And can I just say that this was a room of change makers coming together in partnership in collaboration and support. And that just jazzes me. In fact, I was so jazzed from all this great powerhouse feminine energy that as I got home, this normally early to bed girl had to stay up way past my bedtime just because my energy, my mind, my body wouldn't shut off. I I was just so up that I couldn't go to sleep. So today it's been really lovely. I've enjoyed working at a slower pace than normal. It was a big push to the event to get everybody, you know, to get everything ready. Um, But it felt good to slow down today. And I've taken some time to reflect on all that I love about these kind of events. And two things really stand out. The first is human to human connection. And I think this is just so important in this space that we're in right now, in this world of always-on technology, having social media always around us, having our computers always around us, our, our phones, it's, you know, it's just is never-ending. And we are so connected on a, techno- on a technology level, but this human-to-human connection, we're, we're almost losing the mastery of human-to-human connection. And I think it is so important that we make space for, for just coming together in community in, in that sort of a way. And I think the second thing that really showed up for me this morning was really how important it is to be in the moment, to be fully here, to hear that powerful feminine wisdom that exists within each one of us and to be able to tune into that truth that's within us and that wisdom that's within us and to be vulnerable about it, to be open to what is in our heart and share that with someone. It's so powerful to be able to do that. And perhaps these questions came up for me and these thoughts came up for me because I had just completed this Extraordinary Women radio interview with Agape Stasinopoulos just a few days ago. And in this interview, we talk about her newest book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer, Happier Life. Now, this book is a treasure trove of how to live a life full of joy. Agape and I talk about mindfulness and meditation and intimacy with yourself And we talk about the importance of knowing yourself from that deep inside place. 
and how the universe can get all in behind you and open, open up all kinds of doors when you have that knowing of who you are. Agape has this wise approach to life, and I truly, truly hope I have the opportunity to meet Agape face-to-face sometime soon. We're so aligned on our own inner truths and perhaps even how we're both meant to be making a difference on this earth. Agape is a best-selling author and speaker, and she's inspired audiences around the world. In her previous book, Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love, she shares the wisdom from her life's adventures and experiences. I love this book. There are so many beautiful, funny, and memorable stories that teach us so much about life. So Agape was born and raised in Athens, Greece. At age 18, she entered the prestigious Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London and later moved to the United States to do film and television. She had big dreams and really breaking into the film industry. And and in her books and in our interview, Agape shares that acting just didn't quite work out the way she wanted it to, the way she dreamed of. But here's the deal. In hindsight now, it's pretty easy to see that the universe had other plans for Agape. The universe kept dropping in these clues and these pathways and they opened up and it opened up doorways and took her on a different journey. It's, you know, that truth that we never know where our journey is going to be taking us. And um, if we really tune in and listen, we will find out where we're really meant to be going. And I love stories like this. And what happened for Agape was while her sister Ariana Huffington was doing research for her book about Greek mythology, Agape's love for the gods and goddesses was ignited. And it led her to writing her own first two books. The first book is a, a book that I picked up a few years ago. It's called Conversations with the Goddesses. Love this book. Um, and as you can tell, I'm a fan of Agape's writing. And then the second book was Gods and Goddesses in Love. And so this started her down this new trajectory. And she, t- she, she shares in the interview how her journey led her to um, creating a one-woman show and a PBS special called Conversations with the Goddesses. And so she kept following the seeds that were being planted in front of her and really listening. A copy's been featured on Oprah.com, HuffPost Live, CBS's The Talk, and the Martha Stewart Show, among many others. She has spoken at conferences for the American Heart Association, the Spirit of Women, the Whole Foods Leadership Academy, Time, Inc., Girl Scouts of America. She's done a TED Talk. She spoke at Wisdom 2.0 Conference, and she spoke at, at organizations like Nike and Starbucks and Kaiser Permanente and many more. Agape has collaborated with her sister, Ariana, on, con- on conducting workshops in Global Thrive. And she's also helping right now, I think she's doing a really interesting thing. She's helping promote a new app called the Thrive app. And while I haven't downloaded this to my phone yet, it's something I'm going to be doing here pretty soon. And it's, it's something that helps you really monitor how much time you spend on your phone and how much time you spend in different social media channels. And I think that in this crazy pace with access to technology that we have and always being connected, it's just such a dangerous pathway for all of us. We've got to learn how to monitor and control how much time we're spending in front of a phone. 
And I, so I'm fascinated about this app and I'm looking forward to go, going, check it, going to check it out. Um, if you guys check it out, let me know what you think of it. I'd like to hear. But it all comes back to just being in the moment, right? Being in the present. If we can turn off the technology, if we can turn, out, turn off all the noise that's around us and really get just present in the moment, I think we as a, as a human race can really start to shift how we are showing up in the world and the difference in the impact that we can make in the world. And this is so much of the wisdom that Agape is sharing with the world. I can't wait for you to meet Agapi. Let's meet Agapi Stasinopoulos. Welcome, Agapi. I'm so excited to have you on. Well, I'm excited to be with you, Kami. Yes, I am so honored to feature you on Extraordinary Women Radio. I have been reading your books for years. I started with Conversations with Goddesses, and it was I came across that title I don't know, several years ago, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to have that book because Conversations with Goddesses just spoke to me. And so I oh had that. Oh my God, that's great. Yes, and, and I, I had so much, I enjoyed it so much. And then I've been reading Unbinding the Heart and your most recent book, Wake Up to the Joy of You. And it, they're just fabulous books. They really are. You have such a deep connection to what is meant to flow from you. This, you know, that inner knowing, that wisdom that, that you have. And I really enjoy your books, Agapi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, at some point, I found the courage to say what is in my heart and what is in my soul and in my experiences. And I think, um, to me, the most important thing is to just share openly and honestly with people, but also to put your heart in it. And, uh, and it's amazing how people respond when you write from a place of authenticity. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I totally get that, that feeling that you do write from such a, a deep place. And I think that's so exactly why people are tuned into what you have to say. I want to start with joy today. I want to dig into yeah. joy. Because your, your, your most recent book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, is 50, 52 yeah. Meditations and Practices for a Calmer and Happier Life. And it's been really interesting because joy has been a, 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 a top-of-my-mind themes for 2018 in my reading so far. I've been reading your yeah. book, and I've also been reading the Book of Joy, which, is a, which was a Christmas present from a client, and it features an interview with the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And so... Between yes. those two books, I've been just entrenching myself into joy. And what, <laughs> I know, and, and I actually didn't even realize this until yesterday. It was like, you know what, I, I've been reading these two books side by side, but I wasn't connecting the dot on joy for whatever reason. Wow, and, wow, that's amazing. But what the, the fun piece of this is, is the how the threads between those two books really intermingle they really are woven together in the same sorts of of themes and one of the, the themes is is meditation yes and well, love, yeah tell us a little bit yeah. why meditation is so important to joy well you know one of the things that i found a parallel of the book of joy by the dalai lama and desmond tutu and my book was that we all three of us we talk about that you can't wait for things to be going well and your way to feel joyful. And that's the remarkable thing about joy is that 
you can have joy in your life and experience joy regardless of what's going on. Now, how do we do that, though? I mean, because I'm still practicing. So when we get challenged, you know, by emotions or circumstances, the our breath is completely connected to our spirit, and our spirit is completely connected to joy. Mm. And so the physical reality of our lives, the physical, um, whatever it is we want to call it, the, the, the things that we cannot control, the things that we want to go differently, the judgments we do on ourselves, the comparisons, the, the all, all of us have a thing of, arriving somewhere or the conflicts we have inside about should I do this, should I say that, should I move in this relationship, should I hold back, Um, what about my career, am I advancing fast enough, what about my children, my children are struggling at school, Um, my relationship with my husband isn't as harmonious or my relationship with my, my wife is suffering so you know what i mean it's endless, right it's right always as we always have these little stories we're telling ourselves and i think i've heard it's yes. 50 or sixty thousand thoughts a day that we have also not just inwardly but outwardly when you look at what's happening in america politically the division the separation the anger the judgments the racism the the, the crisis with every single thing the environment the um, the diseases, the immigration, the terrorists, the wars. So there's so much heaviness, the, the hurricane. <laughs> I don't want to sound so depressing in, in your beautiful podcast, but I just want to name that we're all facing these things daily. I mean, and if you listen to the news, you go, how the hell am I going to feel joyful? But, and I want my listeners and our listeners to, to hear me loud and clear, joy has nothing to do with what's going on outside yourself. Joy is the inner stream that is bubbling all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, you Mm -hmm. can put pebbles and you can put mud on the stream and you might not experience it and hear it as clearly, but the stream is still going on. You could very easily, if you want, put barricades and huge rocks and the stream is still going on. Um, so it's your choice. It is your choice to turn choice. your, uh, your um, eye inwardly and, and wake up and say, I am a joyful human being. I access my joy no matter what. And, um, and then know that the rest is up to you. And why we meditate is because when we meditate, we can tap into that joy. We can really tap in, the, in that well. Uh, but to meditate, it means that we have to go away from the 50 shades of, of, of reality, the things we tell ourselves. Right, and always, we have that to, always on, that noise that's yeah. always on in our head. And if we can clear that space out and, and just be so very present in that moment and recognize all the wonderful things that are truly wonderful in our lives, that yes. we can really shift that, can't we? Yeah, exactly. And also, when we when we are able to let go of the last moment, uh, to, to to return present, you know, it's like mm-hmm. we're all being pulled in so many directions. But there's nothing more beautiful than living your day 
in a centered way, you know, Absolutely. then really um, owning your center and, and, and inhabiting, inhabiting your heart. Because when you live in your heart, everything opens up. And the reason why I think we suffer is because we live in our heads and our heads are not pretty places. Yeah. They, they tell us stories and, and judgments that are really shut off what I call the circulation. I like what you say about inhabiting our heart. That just feels, because the, the moment you put your hand on your heart, you open up to a different space within versus it, it, it moves us out of our head and into our heart and into our bodies. So I love that, that just the, the mental vision of really inhabiting our heart. So that's beautiful. Thank you. And also when you move into your space of your heart uh, with someone else. So one is to, to inhabit that space in yourself and God, your God within, but the other one is to open up to really inhabit that space with someone else when you love them, when you really, um, even if you listen to someone, you find that your heart opens. If you really listen with your heart, if you really smile with your heart, if you have an interaction, whether it is um, a moment at, with your coworker where you really say, how are you? And you really listen to them and you come present, then it's, it's heaven on earth. Oh, it's so easy, you know, to to have those moments. And if you're not in it, you ask someone else to say, you know, I'm I'm shut down now. I'm not really feeling in my center. I'm not in my heart. Can I have a hug? Can I have a kiss? Can I? Can you hold my hand? Can you listen to me? I'm I'm going through something. Part of the thing that I speak a lot in my book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, the book we're talking about, is that if you shut off yourself to your negative feelings, you're going to shut off yourself to your positive feelings. So if you're sad, if you're unhappy, if you're depressed, if you are feeling out of sorts, if you're feeling disconnected, you, if you name it, it doesn't have authority over you. You have authority over it. It's very, very powerful how to deal with these negative emotions by just owning them. But what do we do? We judge them. What do we do? We, we feel ashamed of them. And especially in, in, in our spiritual groups and in our spiritual growth, we think because we're now spiritual, we shouldn't have these lesser feelings. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. And it really, it, we need to acknowledge that those feelings are there because we can't run from them. We can't hide from them. They're really a, a way that we can learn and grow and, and move through our emotions and feelings no matter what they are. Exactly. And, and that's part of the human process, you know, and it's part of learning how to be human and learning how to love ourselves unconditionally. I have a chapter in the book which is called How to Love Yourself. And it's mm -hmm. very practical. And the reason, you love, the reason you move on in loving yourself is because only in loving yourself you can start feeling a sense of of. A, of of fulfillment in life. You know, it's, fulfillment is not going to be by what you get out there. It's really going to be from what you experience inside yourself and how much permission you give to yourself to, to feel your connection with yourself and your spirit and, and your God. Right. And right. other human beings. 
You know, one of the things you just mentioned here, I think that is really important is, is that it starts with this inner work that we do, getting, you know, that interconnection. And then this interconnection that we can make with others when we're coming from that space is so much more significant. And I think I was, I was listening to something this weekend that was talking about the speed, the speed that we live in today is so much faster, right? There's so much things going on, the technologies around us, and we have lost the art of deep connections. So if we start with this deep connection with ourselves, and then we move into this, to, to opening up our heart, to having deep yeah. connections with others versus just, you know, a connection on Facebook or a connection um, through social media of some sort, and we can create such um, a deeper, richer relationship that brings more joy to our lives as well. That's right. And, and you know, one of the things that I, I, I speak a lot about, and I don't know if you remember that chapter 46 in my book, which is called um, uh, From Struggle to Grace, that, you know, all of us are going through uh, the times where, we are struggling, you know, and we feel that things are not going our way and right. we feel stuck. You know, how many people you feel that you feel? They feel stuck. A lot, a lot of people do, right? That's, that's why yeah, people come to me in my work is, is they say, I feel stuck right now. I want something more. How do I move from this space? And, you know, I think that's when reverence and uh, I'm a big believer in prayer and, mm-hmm. and prayer is really, um, reaching out to something bigger than yourself. And I think if we lose the sacred and the prayer and the prayer with our God and we operate from in our lives through just thinking it's about us and that we are alone, then we are going to feel um, very disconnected. And, and I love the word grace, but I define it in my book. I say it's a free and unmerited favor from God. It means it's always there. It flows through me like our breath. So, um, and grace, when we, um, when we have, um, when we have struggle and we judge the struggle, then grace can't come in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm a big believer in, in asking for grace and, and, you know, it's almost like humbling ourselves and saying, you know, I have 37.2 trillion cells in my body, and life is moving me despite of myself. If you really think right now, who's making your vocal cords, your voice, your hand is moving, your, your neck, your spine, your heartbeat. When, when I teach people meditation, I always say, go into your heartbeat, because your heartbeat is what brings you your connection to yourself. And if you realize that there is a heartbeat that goes on 24-7, that gives you life. And we never think about it, right? Right. We don't even notice it's there. No. And how how often do you focus on your heartbeat? I don't. Right. It's only when my heart is going fast or I'm nervous or I'm anxious. So remember, the miracle of life is moving through us uh, 24-7. Right. So the, the, the key to all this is to really allow ourselves to uh, come into a reverence and to an expansion to embrace that part of ourselves that is the God in us. And then 
you you kind of merge spirituality you know it's not a woo um going out into the himalayas or the retreats spirituality happens right there while you're sitting in front of your computer or you are talking to your kids or you are teaching something or you are you are exercising or you're eating i i just feel that it's something that has to be come part of our everyday life right it's and it's and it's there and accessible to us at any time right exactly yeah so in your book exactly. in your book you talk about building intimacy with yourself and how important this is and i i so agree building, with this what did you say i missed that building what intimacy with yourself intimacy. yeah mm-hmm. yes and in my own life i'm often making spaces for hearing that wise inner voice inside me and, I, and there's if i don't i can get lost in the hustle and bustle of, of life and you know answering emails and all, all that sort of thing and i really have to slow down and make space to listen to that that inner wisdom that is there so besides meditation what are some of the practices that have really worked well for building self intimacy in your life well it's really being honest with yourself Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not honest with yourself, let's say you are sitting with a group of friends and, um, you know, you're all, everybody's having a good time and you're feeling left out. And uh, suddenly you say um, to yourself, I'm not having a good time, instead of pretending you're having a good time, you know. Right. Uh, so it's like really, it's really being honest with yourself of how important it is to to at least have a conversation with yourself and if you're anxious to say you know i'm anxious about this or i'm but most of us are, are hiding from ourselves do you know what i mean oh right we, and, just, get, and we just get caught up in the moment and keep doing whatever we're doing and we don't actually check in we don't yeah and i and i have a, a, a chapter in the book that i love it's called uh, checking in and following up you know mm-hmm. like check in with yourself you right. make an appointment for next week and you go something is telling you don't do this appointment because next week um you're going to be doing something else it's like our intuition is always working but somehow we don't allow ourselves to to tell ourselves that we know what's going on but we we kind of go on automatic and we sabotage ourselves. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it totally makes sense. It definitely makes so sense. So you start to, you ask me how you build intimacy. That's how you build intimacy. You start to completely check in, follow up, check in, follow up, check in, follow up. And then you build a trust with yourself. And when you have a trust, you realize that you're not alone. Right. right. That's beautiful. Why did you choose you know, to write about joy right now? I mean, I guess, I, why did you choose to write about joy? And why did you choose to write about joy now at this time? You know, I didn't really choose to write about joy. I chose to answer questions that people had asked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, on my path and while I was lecturing and everything, people would say to me, uh, how do I find my purpose? How do I connect with God? How do I accept uh, myself? How do I love myself? How do I um, find my devotion? How do I not feel guilty when I don't do anything? How do I trust my intuition? I mean, people were asking me the same questions over and over again. And I said, 
it's time I answer these questions. And the, where, the reason I wrote the book is because I really wanted to answer the questions. Now, as I was answering the questions from my own experience, because as you know, I write completely from my own experience, right? Right. Every, every chapter is my story and everything. I started to realize that um, if there was a theme about that people are worried. People are worried that they are not doing right, and that worry kills our spirit. Yes, yes. And, and I love how it connected all the dots by listening to the questions you found, you found the, yeah. the core of it all. And do you think there's exactly. a linkage to what's going on in the world today, um, that, that you were being called to write that book for what's going on in the world today? I think, I think there is a longing and a yearning, yes. and there is a spiritual awakening happening more than any time. And the spiritual, every, anybody who is awakening spiritually is being tested. Don't you find that? Oh, funny? I absolutely find that. I mean, I find that with myself. It's, it's, it, it I mean, pushes, yes. no, pushes I mean, my I'm buttons so... and opens up the doors and I start asking questions and I go, wow, look at that. Look how spiritual I've, I've become. <laughs> and, the, and the minute, and the minute you, you declared something true and you say, oh, I've learned how to have God as my partner, which is one of my subjects in the book, then, then, all the all the loyal oppositions in the universe come and say, "Oh, really? Well, let me test you." <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, it's it's so true. The minute, the minute you it. say, "Oh, I will never judge again," and you go, "Oh, really? Let me te- test you," <laughs> and then you start judging the hell out of everything, you know. Absolutely. And I, that's what's sort of comical. It's like if you tell yourself, "Hey." I'm a human being in process. I will share what I know with uh, other human beings because I think once you learn something, all of us want to share it with others, right? Absolutely. And, uh, and then you say, I will give myself permission to be who I am, to love when I love, and to not love when I don't love. You know? I mean, it's like nobody's 24-7 um, balanced and, and feeling... Um, joyful or feeling loving i mean it's 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 a process but i have found windows and doors and and i have found you know amazing skills and and strategies and tools 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 how i mean that's why i did 32 meditations uh are 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 an audio i mean my whole book is on audio i highly recommend it i also have a uh, my book, you can get it downloaded on Audible, and uh, people are loving it because the guided meditations come in, help people shift, and what we're all looking for is how to shift. Yes, I actually don't have the Audible version of it, and that's why I was, I was thinking I really need to get it because after I read a chapter and, and I would read the, the meditation, it's, it's beautiful to have the meditation there and then go do it, but it would be really amazing to have that have it with a guided meditation and it's with your voice too, right? Yes. It's my voice. Which I think is, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, and I, I listen to it all the time myself. I listen to the meditations and I find that they really, they really shift me, you know, but it mm-hmm. takes a discipline to, to want to shift and willingness. Absolutely. It, it, we have to, it, and it's, it's a practice that we have to teach ourselves is to make that space every day. I know for myself, it's 
if I, if I do it in the morning, I'm, you know, it, it changes my day. If I stop and I meditate and I make the space to do some reading and some journaling, it changes my whole day on the day exactly. I do that. And so exactly. I'm a big believer in that. I really am. I and, love uh, that you are so vulnerable in your writing, in your talks, and that sometimes, I mean, I love it as you tell your stories in your books, there's, you know, you share the stories and when things work out and when things don't work out. And I believe, just like you, that when life doesn't work out the way we think it should, there's often something even better waiting out there for us. Can you share a story yeah. that is in, that, you know, has helped prove this to be true for you? And what have you learned? Well, you about know, this? I have I have this story um, in both Unbinding the Heart and the Wake Up to the Joy of You, which is um, the story of my acting career, that when it wasn't happening, I ended up performing for one woman in the New York City bus. And uh, what happened is that that woman was so touched that she said to me, go do your own thing. Don't wait for anyone to hire you. And I felt very empowered. Mm-hmm. And I felt mm-hmm. like I suddenly... Uh, found my own spark and feeling I don't have to wait for Hollywood to recognize me or Broadway to recognize me. I can actually just go do my own thing. And I didn't know what my own thing was, but little by little, I found it. Right. And uh, right. and that's when you created conversations for God or with goddesses for PBS. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then, uh, and it was uh, a microscopic. Steps by steps. It wasn't like one big, uh, oh, I'm not going to go to go do PBS. It was like, oh, I will do a one-woman show in a gallery, and I will tell the stories of the goddesses. And it was very strategic and, and very incremental, uh, you know, three-foot tosses, like a little bit of baby steps, brick by brick. I built my own career, my own life, my, my own truth. But... Um, when I wrote, I have this video that I've actually posted in my Facebook uh, of the Global Domination Summit, and I have a talk that uh, actually uh, I will send to you and you can share it with your listeners. Okay. And I say, when life doesn't give you what you think you want, say thank you. Thank you. Because when you say thank you, you open the doors for what is yours to be. And that's what happened to me. You know, I I didn't know that that was waiting for me, that right. the banquet table, but I worked it. I mean, you know, it wasn't waiting like handed to me. I worked it and I worked it. And the reason I can teach this now is because um, I have walked through the, those fields of plowing and seeding and fertilizing and watering my dreams and writing the books and speaking everywhere and and working it. And it's in that way that you find your strength and not being um, taken under by discouragement or doubt. And when the doubt comes in to really say, you know, you know, this phrase, get thee behind me, Satan. I love that. <laughs> right, right. Get behind me, doubt. And you go and you look in the mirror and you say, Stop that. Right. You know, right. you talk to right. yourself. I think it's very powerful when we have negative thinking to go up to the mirror and say, stop that. Stop it. Absolutely. And it's, we all get that, right? We all get that, um, that 
we're not good enough. We're not, I mean, in fact, one of your chapters in your, your book is about enough of feeling you're not enough. It's, you know, something exactly. we all face. And so when we get that voice, going to the mirror, telling ourselves, okay, enough, stop that. I'm not going to listen to that. And you shift that conversation that's going on in our head into something that is more positive. Exactly. 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 Nice. But, nice. Um, you know, the, I also want to ask our listeners that if I have the 68 tips of Agape uh, for a joyful living, and if they want them, they can email me agape at unbindingtheheart.com. Okay. And I will email you my 68 tips to, I don't know why there's 68. I'm sure there are more, but I'll just come <laughs> up with 68 tips. And um, I'll also send you my, gui- my, my free guided meditation on the art of meditation. And then if you like it, you can download the whole book uh, with meditations. Nice. But I want to nice. read an excerpt from my um, chapter 52. My last chapter is called This is Your Precious Life. And it says, feast on the food you love. Make your home a sanctuary. Bring your heart to your workplace. Love the clothes you're wearing. Create relationships where you're feeling cherished. Bake cookies for people. Don't wait for special occasions to celebrate. Do things that remind you of the beauty of life often. Mm. And then I say, No matter what you're going through, no matter what challenges you may be facing, no matter your fears and doubts, your insecurities or sense of luck, wake up every morning and go to sleep every night saying, this is my precious life. This life was given to me. In this precious life, I can choose for myself to live in whatever way I want to live. I don't want to prove my worth to anyone. I choose to do the things that make me happy, that uplift me, that mean something to me. This is my precious life, and I have every right to live it in the way that works for me. Not looking left and right for other people to tell you what to do. Look into yourself to the place where you know the answers. This is your precious life. Live it, sing your song, give it your deepest gratitude, and celebrate your fullness. Mm, that's lovely. That is so lovely. And it is, it is that appreciation of the precious life that we live in every day and just acknowledging all the miracles that can happen in our life. If we just open up our eyes to it, if we become more aware of what's really around us and then have gratitude for that. Exactly. 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 So that's the message of wake up to the joy of you, you know, yes. uh, and I always encourage people to read this book as they please to open it up at any chapter Uh, I have a chapter about finding your confidence and being bold. Um, I have a chapter on uh, overcoming your childhood, uh, not living in denial, uh, how to move from worry. I mean, it's like every chapter here is gold. It's really rich. uh, It's it's been really a beautiful read. Yeah, it's totally been a beautiful read for me. I've enjoyed it so, so much. I'm so happy. Well, you sound wonderful and, and a very... A, a very supportive, uh, amazing human being that you are for helping so many others, Kami. I hope we get to meet one day and our paths will cross. I hope we get to meet one day as well. I, I hope when you're, when you're in Colorado, come by and we will, I'll, I'll bring together my tribe of women and you can share your book with them. 
Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You bet. And let me ask you, is there anything else you wanted to uh, ask me before we uh, complete our uh, beautiful podcast? I have one final question for you. And this is a question that I ask at the end of each interview. And it's what three pearls, and I know you've given us all kinds of pearls of wisdom already, but if you were to pick your top favorite three pearls of wisdom that you'd like to leave our audience with today. The three pearls of, three pearls of wisdom is um, actually an affirmation that I use that I love, which is my heart is at peace. Mm. Knowing that 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 is mine will never miss me. Mm. And that that misses me was never meant for me. That is beautiful. And I think I love that because it, it gives me a sense that not to come out of luck, but to come out of abundance. Exactly. And to trust that life will give you what you need. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that affirmation actually is in my book, in one of the chapters. I don't remember which one, but I love, I love that affirmation. It, it keeps me going. Okay, so there's the first one. What's two more? Um, the, 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 the other thing is to really know that the greatest gift you can give to your life is to be of service. Uh, whenever you are stuck in something, go help someone else to get theirs. Absolutely. Because when you're no service, you get off your ego and your narcissistic self. And the other thing is to always remember when you're tired, you must rest. You must take <laughs> because the time a lot to of us, Yeah, sleep, rest, meditate, take a bath. But a lot of us push ourselves to our tiredness and that we pay a big price. Yes, that's a great one to end on. Well, thank you so much, Agape. I really appreciate it. It's been a joy getting to interview you, and um, I look forward to meeting you at some point. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you for uh, uh, your support and acknowledging my my work and uh, for all the good work you do in the world and helping so many people. And um, I look forward to connecting with the listeners. I think you've already given them my website, right? I will. I will. Yeah, I will give them and uh, they can follow me on Instagram, Agape Seas. And uh, my Facebook, of course, I have a public page of Agape Stasinopoulos. And uh, I, I look forward to hearing more from everybody and connecting and hopefully meet everybody in person. Thank you so much, Agape. Bye. Thank you. Bye, sweetheart. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at CammieGelner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.